When the sun rises, I wake up and chase my dreams. I won't regret when the sun sets, cause I live my life like I'm a beast. What up? You're listening to the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. What's up, guys? Today, it's me, Derek, alongside my good pal, Justin Short. Justin, how's it going? It's going good, Derek. It's going good. Uh, how's it going with you? It's going well. You've been spending a lot of time at the at the farm lately, right? How is life at the farm? Life at the farm has been good. I'm home right now, but uh, it's good, man. I planted my first full field of beans, which was, I can't remember if I talked about that last week or not, but it's only like two acres, but I felt fairly legit. So the downside of it is that I'm actually recording right now with my 11-year-old daughter's pink headphones because a few <laughs> nights ago I was I was brush hogging on the tractor and I hit one under a tree. Tree knocked my Bose headphones that I wear just for noise cancellation, listen to podcasts or whatever. Knocked them off my head, straight under the brush hog, and I look back, and by the time I look back, the headphones were in like a thousand pieces behind me in the field. Wow. It's, I mean, farming ain't easy, just like pimping. Did they potentially save your life from some kind of impact? No. No, I wish they, I could say that, but it was more just stupid not lowering my head enough under the tree. I mean, well. the branch was like, let's just say it wasn't a big, like, hard branch. It was going to knock me off. It was just happened to catch my headphones perfectly, knock them straight down underneath the tractor, and explosion. Nice. Yep, one step forward, two steps back. But how's your ankle doing? It's good. I can now, I've now been walking on it for a week. I still have to wear the boot for about a month. But man, I am so happy to be able to walk. I feel like it's funny because I'll obviously most of my patients haven't seen me and didn't know anything's going on. So they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. You got to wear that. And I'm like, man, I feel like after hopping around and riding a scooter and crutches, I feel like I could walk in a boot for the rest of my life. I'm thrilled. Good, man. Perspective. A few weeks ago, I can't remember if I mentioned it on the podcast, but we got a truck and a fifth wheel RV trailer. So we actually took it out this weekend for our first trip went out to the lake for a few days and had a ton of fun. Awesome. You're living the dream. Someday you're going to have yourself a nice double wide <laughs> wheel. I'll, bring, I'll ride my tractor over. I'll sit around and talk about the days we used to be dentists. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I like it. All right. Well, um, let's get into it. One thing, we just finished our launch week where we introduced our updated TLP Academy 2.0 and opened the doors for new coaching clients. And we're super excited for everyone that has joined, excited for the progress that is soon to come. It's always fun to begin with a new client. We lay everything out on the table, where they've come from, where they're at where they want to get to, and then we start making the plans, strategizing the moves, improving leadership, increasing cash flow, talking about passive income. It is 
really such a fun process. So we're excited for everyone. It's always a great experience to start that process with all of the new clients coming on. Yeah, it's always fun. I think some of our, I mean, they're crazy weeks. The launch weeks are always busy, crazy weeks. But just to see the excitement and just, you know, when we've been on the other side, it's, it's easier. We always say we wish we could fast forward 60, 90 days before people signed up. And I think you would just, I mean, everybody would sign up, I think, if you could do that. But we know what's in store for these docs who have signed up and are just getting rolling this past week. So it's just like, you know, it's coming and you're just like, can't wait for them to see it. So it's always a good time. Yeah. Well, we're going to jump into today's topic and I'm, I'm excited for it. This isn't the first time that we've actually done an episode about it. And I feel that it's that important. I want to talk about it again. And there's a reason why. But what we're going to be focusing on this episode is the question of understanding whether or not you are truly maximizing your time in your practice and answering the question, are you working too much? Now, let me give a disclaimer here before we move on. This episode may not be for everyone. There may be some of you that enjoy spending time in your office regardless of how productive it is. If that's you, you probably just want to skip this episode. But Justin, you and I focused on this in what was actually the very first content episode of the podcast. The first three, we talked about each of our journeys. And then the next one after that, you and I discussed making more money while working less. And I'm going to explain why I feel like now is the perfect time to bring this up again. But first, let's talk about the why. Why do we care about making our time as productive as possible in our offices? Why do we care about working less while making the same amount or more? In my opinion, the reason is because life is short. You only get one life. Well, technically, I could be wrong about that one. I won't know for sure until I die. But for purposes of this episode, let's assume that you only get one life. Prove it. (laughs) So you only get one life. Your kids only get one childhood. So you've got one chance to be there for your kids during this time. You only get 18 summers with your kids. How do you want to spend them? But all of this comes down to how much time do you have? The currency of life is time, not money. But most people never become financially successful enough to realize that the true currency of life is time and not money. They spend so much of their life in this this hamster wheel that they don't make enough progress to actually see that every day that they move on is one day less of their life that they have left. Yes, we have to work, and in my opinion, much of life is about working and pushing ourselves to achieve greatness, but let's be intentional about it. I want both. I want financial success, and I want time and freedom to do what I want with my family. Any thoughts here, Justin? Well, of course, I agree. I think just like we talked about on the last podcast, you know, I think it has a lot to do with urgency. It applies to all of us, not just our patients. You know, I always felt an urgency in my practice or really whatever in life to hit my goals as fast as I could. 
one thing I'm sure most everyone has heard said before from time to time is life is a marathon, not a sprint. And I disagree with that. I think life is a sprint. You look at it and you get 80 years, roughly, hopefully, on the timeline of eternity. You know, it's just a speck that we have. And if you then take that time to look at out of that 80 years, how much time you really have to hit certain goals that you have, professional goals or whatever, it's even a smaller speck. And if you look at the time your kids are young and actually want to hang out with you, it's an even smaller speck still. And we at TLP, we don't look at it all about money, just so you can be rich and say, hey, I'm rich and die at the end of the day with the most money. We look at money as merely a tool to create freedom, to live your life how you choose to, and have the choices to spend your time on things you find more important and or more fulfilling than drilling and filling. For example, serving, giving back in different ways, having the time to spend with your family and be a positive influence on their lives. So definitely agree with everything you said. And yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. (laughs) I like it. So, you know, now that we understand the why, and hopefully I I think everyone, everyone listening is going to, I would think that they're going to fill a lot of things in common with what we've just said. A lot of us want to make the most of life and, and want to get the most out of things, but sometimes you don't realize it as much until you look back later in life and realize that you could have done better, you could have done more. But let me talk about now, well, why am I bringing this up now? Why do I think this is a good opportunity to talk about it? Well, almost everyone that we work with wants to increase their daily productivity. If any of you haven't listened to the couple episodes that Steve and I did on consistently producing over 10,000 a day, go back and listen to those two episodes. For those of you that are a part of TLP Academy, go through module eight on increasing production. There's a lot of extras and really, really good things in there. Anyway, everyone, for the most part, wants to increase their daily production. So there are a lot of steps to be able to do that. One of the steps that we've talked about is simply working less. And it may sound counterintuitive, but it makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Let's say that you work four days a week and your schedule stays busy and booked out by a week or so. Do you think that it would be possible to cut out two hours per week and work those patients in during the regular hours? I would think most people would probably say yes. So if yes, okay, can we cut out another two hours? cutting out a half day per week and work those patients into three and a half days. Yes. If so, then can we take the the steps then to get to three days? And the reason why this works is because we are forcing ourselves to become more efficient. So in order to make it work, we start to cut out the fluff or the space that we were using before that we didn't really need. So here are a few examples. Finding the fluff in your office may include some of the following. Going back to the drawing board as far as scheduling, tightening things up to maximize your time. It could be training assistants to allow them to become more productive and efficient in the things that they can do, helping them to become better assistants and allowing you to be more productive with your time. 
It could involve you timing yourself on your preps or procedures, evaluating what can be done more efficiently, making sure that you have the best equipment possible so that you don't have bottlenecks in your workflow. It could also mean looking at all the other bottlenecks around the office, at the front desk, at the checkout, at the phones, with insurance, and then finding ways to get rid of those bottlenecks. As we've shared before, we as the dentist always want to be the bottleneck because we are the most productive cog in the wheel. Yeah. And I will add to that list you just gave, working on ourselves. You know, as our leadership improves, we're able to influence all the things you just mentioned in a more efficient manner. Same with case presentations and things like that. I've talked about before about putting in the time to polish my patients' interactions. And you know, I'd say 95% plus of our clients who we coach when asked about their case presentation skills mention that they talk too much. Well, that's a time waster. And we need to learn to build that same level of rapport and present our treatment plans in the most efficient manner. Some docs wear it as a badge of honor that they'll go in and spend 20 minutes with every new patient. And sometimes you have to do that. I get that. But I'm much more impressed with a doc who has practice and can build that same amount of rapport and present the same treatment plan in five minutes because it's a higher level of mastery to be able to do it in five minutes versus 20. But I know it can be done. Yeah, that's a great point. And I think a lot of times it just comes down to us as the dentist not wanting to put in the time to learn to hone that skill. But yes, I totally agree. It is possible to have both, to have great relationships with patients and to be able to do it in less time. So again, back to my question that I still haven't answered yet. Why bring this up again now? The reason is because there are many dentists that have experienced this in the last couple of months. Obviously, there is a huge variation. Some areas have been much more affected than others. So I wouldn't say that this is true all across the board, but I would say that I have seen many posts and I've had several of my clients that in June, their first full month back in the office that they were open after the shutdown was the most productive month that they have ever had in the history of their practice. And I'm willing to bet that this is in a direct correlation to pent-up demand as far as dentistry. Essentially, what they've done is exactly what I was alluding to before. When you cut back your time, you're forced to be more efficient and more productive to cut out that fluff. So essentially what they've done is they've cut their hours, basically being forced to by not being open and being closed for so long, but they have been forced to cut out a lot of clinical time and they have found a way to do more dentistry in less time. It is true that some dentists worked more and maybe added a few hours, but by and large, most dentists in my experience did not work any more hours than their normal schedule. So my question to everyone is, if you could do more dentistry in less time, do you think that on your normal schedule, on a less productive month, do you think that you're working too much? So think about this. If you did more dentistry than normal because you had to condense things, 
don't you think that you could change your practice to condense things on a weekly basis? If not, how do you explain that big increase in that high month? My argument would be that you should be making the most out of your time in your practice, so you either find a way to keep your production at a high level and keep the same hours, or you cut back clinical hours, allowing you the same production and more freedom. Why do I argue that? Because, again, in my opinion, the real currency of life is time. So if you can get more in less time, why wouldn't you do that? I think a lot of it has to do with who you're using as your benchmark or your pace setter. And what do most docs do? They look around, they see that most docs work four or five days a week and assume, okay, as a dentist, that's what I'm supposed to do. And that was one of the most fundamental shifts for me early in my career was breaking through that imaginary barrier of the seeing what other docs around me were doing working four or five days a week, producing 800000 and blocking it out because that's not what I wanted, and searching out the much smaller percentage of docs who were doing it differently and learning from them and knowing that if it's been done before, if someone else is already doing it, it can be done again, and why not me to do it again? Here's an example to illustrate that a little bit. you know, If you want to get better at golf and you have the option of playing with me every day for a year or Tiger Woods, I guarantee those that are playing with Tiger every day are going to be much better at the end of that year than me because you're constantly being pushed. You're seeing on a daily basis that shooting in the 60s is possible versus me. You're seeing that shooting in the 90s is a good day. So same thing with like an associate. You know, if you're an associate and you work two years for a doctor who works four days a week and produces 800 to a million, you're coming out of that experience with a different view, a different mindset that than if you're working two years with a doc who is producing two million on three days a week. Either way, you're being trained. And we just prefer for the docs who were won it to be trained to see beyond what that status quo is, so to speak. Yeah, great point. I think Sometimes we need some sort of a status quo to show us what is possible. Like you said, you know, if you're playing with Tiger, you're seeing what is possible. But sometimes, you know, the very best of the best are those who can break through all of the barriers and not have any kind of status quo. They're trying to just always improve themselves and become the best selves that they can and I think that's a good spot to get to, to consistently be pushing yourself, trying to get the best effort out of yourself, regardless of what anyone is doing around you. Right. And I think, let me add just real quick, not only push yourself, but find those who are going to push you and sharpen you, you know, like kind of like our relationship. I'm not doing it to pat myself on the back or pat yourself on the back, but just kind of metaphorically, like, you could have came out and said, hey, I want to I pay off all my school loans in three years, which would have still been way above average, would have been great. But no, you had someone, and I'm not even using this as like, I don't remember our exact conversation. But if you have someone selling you, well, you could do it in three years, well, why don't you do it in 12 months? Oh, 
well, I guess that's possible. Or, you know, you're starting out in real estate. Oh, a lot of people are saying like, oh, I want to get my first house in the next year. Or, you know, you can say like, hey, that'd be great. Why don't you try for 10 houses in the next year like you did? And even if you come up a little short, you know, maybe it takes you 15 months to pay off all your school loans, or maybe you only end up with eight rental houses in your first year or whatever. It could be anything. You could apply this same principles to anything, not only pushing yourself, but surrounding yourself and making sure that the people you're looking at are emulating what you want for your life. You're not just looking at everyone else around you and say, oh, what's everyone else doing? I probably should fall somewhere in the middle of that pack. Totally. And yeah, I completely agree. You know, when I was purchasing my practice, I didn't want to just look at who's a good dentist around me, or I felt like I had to really broaden my search. I've said it on here before, you know, I found kind of a more traditional consultant and things were okay. There was a lot of things that I didn't like about it, but man, when I found you and I found out what you had accomplished and in the short time frame, and how much you were you were doing in your practice, how much real estate you were doing. I mean, I was like, man, I want to be that guy. I want him on my team because if I can get him on my team, I am much more likely to be able to achieve that. So, yeah, no, you you definitely deserve the credit in pushing me and allowing me to to reach the next level. Yeah, and I appreciate that, but I just want to make sure everyone knows, like. We're not seeking out credit here because without people like that in my life, I would have never gotten there. You know, it wasn't just like Justin Short woke up and I knew how to do this crap or I I knew how to set my mindset. I knew how to set my goals higher than those around me. And there's still people that are way better at it than me, you know, that are doing things that probably make what I've done look like nothing. But again, it's because I had and I sought out those people in my life and they probably sought out those people in their life. So it's, you know, it's a vicious cycle. Yeah. It's a luscious cycle. It's the circle of life. Oh Lord. Oh, Come on. <laughs> All right. It was worth a try. I, I thought it fit well, but <laughs> I guess it was off. So I think that was really good points. I, I appreciate you bringing all that up back again to what we were talking about, the whole this whole idea of, of pushing yourself to achieve something that you didn't believe was, was possible or allowing yourself to do more in less time. I, so I've had a, a few experience with, with clients, but you know, recently I had a client that signed up to work with me for the sole purpose of being able to cut back to three days a week. That was, I mean, that was basically his only goal. He said, I just want to work less and make the same amount of money. So we made a plan and we transitioned to it in three months. And three months after starting that, so in his third month on a condensed schedule working three days a week, he actually produced more than he had been previously on four days a week. I have another client right now that I've been working with for about six months and we've talked about it a few times in the past, but she just emailed me in the last week saying she wants to go to three days per week, two months from now. So we are planning and preparing for that. And I love it. I get really excited about it because this is a big part of what life is about for me. So seeing other people experience that is really gratifying. 
for those listening though, don't get hung up on the number. Three days is what Justin did and it's what I've settled on, but that number could be whatever you want it to be. The point is not the number. It is not just to work three days, but it's to be intentional about how much you want to work. Yeah. It's about you calling the shots, not saying, well, I have no other option, so I have to work three days, or I have no other option, so I have to work five days. And I think it's not only about being intentional, but it's about being honest with yourself. And I think there are a ton of docs out there who work very hard at telling themselves they're okay with working four or five days a week or a couple Saturdays a month because they're scared of what if they didn't? You know, what if they didn't work those days? What if they didn't work that Saturday? So to make themselves feel better, they tell themselves, oh, couple Saturdays isn't so bad. It doesn't bother me at all. And I call BS. You know, if you're being brutally honest, you're telling me you really want to work Saturdays or four to five days instead of three, assuming you're making the same income, if not more, I don't buy it. You know, and we're telling you it's possible. I decreased time in my office every single year for the last eight years before I sold. And every single year we increased collections. And I've seen others do that time and time again. And again, if it's been done before, it can be done again. So bottom line, in our opinion, most all of you listening can work less while still growing your income. You just need to make the right, but not necessarily difficult shifts to be able to do it. And I remind you, life is a sprint, not a marathon. Yeah, great stuff. I hope everyone enjoyed that. And and I guess our challenge to you is to be intentional, to take control, take ownership of, of your life and, and your schedule. Because if you want something different, you can totally have it. Just like Justin said, it's been done before. And so that means that you can do it too. We're nothing special. We're good learners. We've learned from others that have come before us. And so... And good looking. Good looking and good learners. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. You were uh, mostly referring to me, I assume. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, I know you said we're not here to take credit, but, uh, but I mean, if, if, I mean, you got to take credit where credit is due, you know? <laughs> uh, okay. Before we wrap things up, I wanted to share a cool experience that I had. I routinely look at our reviews that listeners leave on iTunes. But it had been a while this last time. I went on and I saw several reviews written that were so genuine and and motivating for me. I actually, I pulled them up and I showed my wife and we read through them all and it just it brought a bunch of smiles to my face. But I wanted to just read the most recent one by Chapel Hill T. And this is what they, he or she said. They said, pure gold. Just like Ali, this is word for word the best podcast out there. The TLP crew is truly top-notch. Business, life, clinical, bad jokes. Pretty sure he's referring to you. Sure. They've got it all. Seriously, this is my number one podcast. I eat up every bit of content they put out and intend on being a client when my time with the Navy is over in a year. Keep it up, guys. There's tons of us out there that love what you're doing with TLP. I just want to say thanks. We do these podcasts for a couple reasons. 
Number one is because we believe that we can be a real influence in helping dentists and even other business owners push themselves to reach new heights and achieve the greatest life possible. Secondary to that is, you know, to promote our services for those who want to work with us and take things to the next level and accelerate their success. But hearing reviews like this really makes our day. And I just want to say that we really, really appreciate each of you that has taken the time to provide feedback to us. And we would love to hear from more of you. Yep. Thank you, guys. So everybody have a great week and we will catch you next time. Peace. Jump without a net, never break a sweat, cause I live my life like it's all I got.